Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Odyssey Podcast, where me and my brother trek through cinema on a quest to find the best film ever made. And today, we're talking about The Wild Bunch. So, Randy, The Wild Bunch. It was alright. It was alright? It was alright. I don't see what's the big deal about it. <laughs> really? Maybe this is like the Western's Western. Like, this is like the quintessential type thing. It, it's the revisionist Western. It really is the revi- a revisionist Western. Re- yeah. Our main heroes are the non-ambiguous bad guys. They're gruff, gritty, kill anybody. There's whores in this movie. There's blood, guts, violence. That's a lot of what this movie gets credited for is the um, overwhelming violence of the film. Uh-huh. Which was really I mean, unique. Yeah. yeah, it came out in 1969. They invented the R rating because of this movie. No, really? This was one of the first films to have a, an official R rating. Because the X rating was for, like, adult cinema. Yeah, but, yeah. like, the R rating was what this was. Because they were like, we're not... We put too much fucking money in this to give it an X rating. We want asses in the seats. Wait, so what studio is behind this to, like, have that kind of power? Warner was Brothers. This, was this a big budget movie? It, yeah, yeah, $6 million for 1969. Translates to probably north of 40, 50, something like that. I, okay. I would get the inflation calculator out, but I'm getting a little lazy. <laughs> okay. like, like this movie does about midway through. Yeah, it does get <laughs> kind of lazy. But okay, so what, what what did we like about the movie? What did we not like about the movie? Action scenes in this are par excellence. Like, They're really good. The gunfights in this are in fucking insane. I'm not sure if I would say they're okay. insane, the, but they're really, really good. The opening one and the final one, I dig The both opening of one them. was... Great. I thought that one was, like, really good. That's probably, like, one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Right? But, like, throughout the movie, they kind of, like, trail off. Is it diminishing returns? It's diminishing returns, definitely. And then the one at the end is kind of, like, it's so, like, overblown to where it's kind of, like, you you don't get that same feeling. The first one's really, really good. I really like the first one. Yeah. Well, the final one is because it's, that looks like the guy who was coordinating the stunts and the effects and all that stuff was like, how much money do we have left on the budget? Because <laughs> I'm going to use it all. I'm going to use it all. <laughs> and, they, and they did. In that scene, I believe they shot more rounds than any film in history. I think it was like 100,000 rounds. for that. they were using the big... Um, the, machine the machine gun. gun. All, of, all the guys who had the, the blanks, the shotgun shells, the mm-hmm. rifles. Yeah, it's like ridiculously high numbers of ammunition being used. And it's really exciting, and it's cut really fast. It's really weird, because I, I, you don't watch westerns, right? This is probably the first western I've ever watched all the way through. This is probably not a great western well, to start with. No, because well, I've watched I've watched the True Grit remake, but that's kind of like... That was in, like, the 90s or whatever. <laughs> that was, was in, like, like, the 2000s. It was in the 2000s, yeah. But you, you get what yeah. I mean. Like, I haven't watched any western westerns. Like, it's 1970 and before westerns, you know? So this is, like, my first... True Western. First true Western, you know. I guess once we get into, like, older Westerns, because we're going to get into a lot of them, the, usually the gunfights aren't this... Big? F- big and frenetic and insane. Like, the blood squibs and shit like that. Like, that doesn't usually happen in the old John Wayne Westerns. Usually, yeah, there's, there's just, like, now a hole in their costume, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Hole in their costume, the guy falls over going, and he dies. Like, the action in this, this is, is like is watching, really like, uh, the... What was it, like, the Rambo remake? Or not oh, remake, but the, the... The fourth Rambo The fourth film? Man Rambo movie, yeah. It's like watching that movie. <laughs> when the fight scenes go on. Except not as not as over the top. Are you sure not as over the top? I mean, they do blow up a bridge with dynamite. Well, yeah, but that's really cool. That was... Okay. That I shit guess, was real cool. I guess... So what, what I can say that I really liked about this movie, I'm kind of coming around to it, is that the special effects were pretty good. The fight scenes were... All the action was great. 
anytime somebody was firing guns was good. Yeah, or there was explosions happening, which usually coincided with the gunfights. Coincided gun with the gunfights. A lot of the stunts were good, like the all the stunts with the horses. Mm-hmm. I thought were I thought were like a little too good. Where it's like you know I'm like I'll be real with you, dude. Peta was not in Mexico when this movie was being filmed. I know that, but it's just like, do we got stats? Did like twenty horses die during I, the I don't of the know movie? if any horses died in this, but I I would be so surprised if. Like, like none they, were injured. None were injured. I'd be insanely surprised because they blow up a bridge in this movie, and it's like five so, guys on horseback, and they just fall through the so here's thing the into thing. the river. Okay, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure, but when I watched that happen, I was like, "Are those horses mannequins?" When the when the when the bridge gets blown up, because when they're in the water, like I understand those are real horses, but when the bridge is getting blown up, are those? Are those mannequin horses? No, those are stunt horses. Are you sure? I'm ninety percent sure. Is stunt they're stun- horse a thing? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because you. Uh, that's a thing. Like I guess now you have horses trained to do like pratfalls and shit like that and do it safely and all that stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. There are stunt horses. You have some huh. that are good at like trots, gallops. You know, really complex horsemanship bullshit, mm-hmm. and ones that are trained to like fall over themselves. But yeah, there are stunt horses. Wow. I, I mean, didn't know it, that. Like, but yeah, the stunts in this movie are great. When people fall off a building, that's a dude falling off a building. Well, when the guy falls off a cliff, that's obviously a, like a dummy. Yeah, it's probably a dummy, but the scream, the the Wilhelm scream, the Wilhelm movie, scream, the Wilhelm scream sells the up. fall. But uh, yeah, all the action, all the stunts, the special effects were pretty good. There How'd you like the score? The, this won an Oscar for score. Did it really? I believe it was. It won or was nominated, but it, yeah, it got I an Oscar it was, for score. I thought it was good, but you know, I, I've listened to like some like music from westerns, and I'm like, eh, you know, I I could have done with a little better. Oh, uh, to answer it, it was nominated for best musical score, and it was also nominated for best uh, screenplay. Was it the only two things it was nominated for? Only two things it was nominated for. But Sam Peckinpah. Uh, he was also nominated for Outstanding Directorial Achievement by the Directors Guild because of the, I'm guessing, the action sequences, because those were real good and probably, probably really insane at the same. Direct. And um, there, there's also a, another sequence in the film that I think is just really good, and it's okay. the train robbing sequence. The train robbing sequence is pretty good. It's, like, completely silent. You get to see the Wild Bunch actually doing what they do, and yes. you understand, oh, the robbery at the train station at the beginning that's when shit goes tits up but when these guys are on their game and it's the core group these guys are real good at being outlaws and it, it's just an interesting movie yeah, I, I guess it just didn't really have that impact impact on me when i was like watching the scene really that it's like showing that they're they're actually good at their job at what they're doing mm-hmm. right i guess it didn't have that like quite that impact on me when i was watching it. but now that you mentioned it, i can really like see where that's coming from where at the beginning of the movie, since it wasn't just the core group, like... You it know, was a big group. They had extra people. Shit got tits up real fast. Mm-hmm. And there's also a, the other problem of the movie. There's a problem. Okay. What's the problem? The the pace of this movie is titanically slow. <laughs> well... Not not Sergio Leone, once upon a time in the, in the West, slow. But it's, it's pretty slow. This movie's fat. Well, uh, I think the problem with this movie is that the pacing isn't consistent. Cause yeah. Because it... it, cause it, it gets faster and then it slows way down it gets faster and then it slows way down it's one of those things where you're going like a steady like 50 or whatever and then it shoots up to like 90 for the fight scenes and then it slows way down to like 30 and then it just works its way back up to 50 and starts idling yeah it's a lot of the traveling scenes really do that yeah and they don't 
I feel like they didn't use enough of like the traveling camping scenes to really build that much character. There was not a lot of There was only the one with Dutch and um Pike. Pike that like really built like their characters a little bit. But I feel like there wasn't that much in this movie. There there really wasn't that much like character building in this movie. You're yeah. just kinda like, yeah, they're just a wild bunch of guys, you they're, know. They're the dudes, man. <laughs> they're they're just Western guys you know it's just, they're just generic like characters almost I, I wouldn't say completely generic i think pike has some depths angel's the most defined character angel definitely has the most like inner conflict and inner like in, and has actual like purpose and drive yeah and he's he's got principle he is and randy loves principled characters i love principled characters i think that's the thing about this movie the characters in this aren't necessarily well, I guess they do have principles, because at the end of the movie, when they're like, well, they got Angel, we gotta go back and get him. Yeah, I and mean, they, they kind of end up deciding, like, we, we can't just leave him, like, we're, we'll, we'll we'll just end it here, type of thing, you know? If we can't get him, that'll be that. And I, and I also looked at that as Pike's realization of, you know, we aren't the kind of men that go on to the next century. We're the guys who should have died in, in the Old West, but yeah. we just managed to make it this long. It, he kind of decides that this this is it, you know, I'm tired of running. Yeah, and it's really interesting because Pike's character played, uh, I believe he's played by William Holden. Yes. He is really good in this because he does, because Pike does have depth to his character. He's a guy who, uh, I, here's okay, you I don't see say, it. I wouldn't say he's really good in this, but he's good. He's good, he, okay. He's not giving an Oscar performance, There's but he's... There's no Oscar performance he's here. giving it the college try. He's not it's He's not phoning it in. It's good. Yeah, he's definitely not phoning it in. He's definitely trying. It's it, it's a definitely a good performance, but it's not like... I didn't I didn't feel like it was like some 110%, some like big, huge, like... It's, no, it's I'm, not there. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the guy showed up to work. Yeah. And he showed up to work, and he does give the character some depth and some complexity. Yeah. And a lot of it is... He's this guy who has this complicated past. He ran out on his friend, uh, Thornton, who's now, like, hunting him down. And he he has regrets about that. And he's a guy who was in love once with a married woman, and she dies, but he managed to get away. He's this guy who's just... Keeps running away from... Or keeps getting away from his problems. Yeah, he keeps, do he keeps dodging the bullet that's yes. meant for him. Yes. And he's near the end and he's like you know what i'm not dodging the bullet anymore i'm standing up to save somebody and ends up getting got because you know this is 1969 america you know they they will kill the bad guy that should just fucking happen <laughs> but yeah the uh, the wild mind it's just a, i think it's an interesting movie but i, I don't think it's i don't know uh, if it's, it's interesting. that interesting yeah, exactly it's, it's interesting but it's not that interesting like it's interesting with with a notebook in front of you, but if you're sitting there with popcorn, it's you're gonna yeah. yeah. It's, you just kind of watch it. You get through the fight scenes, and that's kind of about it. You know, <laughs> no, I don't want to disparage this this movie because this is so. This is probably somebody's favorite movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I could definitely see that. It's just like a like good old fashioned. I like my westerns and I like my popcorn type of person. Like hundred percent, I can see this movie. Yeah, and this movie, like if you like gruff gritty just dudes being dudes on the op open prairie this is that movie because the what what are the, they doing in their alone scenes they're they're chasing tail they're chasing tail they're getting drink, drink they're getting drinking drunk. beer and sometimes doing both of them at the same time in a giant wine vat 
and, <laughs> and, and they're also um, just ribbing each other and like bullshitting. Yeah, just all, all this kind of kind of stuff. You know, almost shooting each other constantly. Yeah, throwing dynam- live dynamite. <laughs> throwing taking live a dynamite. At- <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, and I that that's a that's a kind of a funny thing about the movie is though the characters like individually don't have a lot of just depth. Like we don't know all that much about them other than like fewer descriptions. Lyle's a horn dog. Pike's, you know, the regretful old man. Uh Skies is kind of this like drunkard or like, Sykes, you mean Sykes is this drunkard, you know, mountain man kind of dude. But together we do like see that there's camaraderie and we and we enjoy the the joke, right? We enjoy like just seeing these guys interact. But then it goes on it's, for, like, 20 little, minutes too long. It's a little shallow, you know? The, the, like, the whole, like, uh, shtick there is that they're a wild bunch of guys, you know? They could shoot each other at any minute, but they're also, like, still together, you know? They're still a group. And it kind of doesn't really evolve much more than that, you know? Yeah, I mean... I, okay, I guess... The things we liked aside, we, we do like a good bit we, of this we movie. Do, we do like a good bit of this movie, yes. The things we didn't like... Blake in statements so you don't have to, you know, destroy a man's career. You know? no. What do you got? <laughs> well, well, basically that there's not enough character development. We don't get to know the characters enough. Mm-hmm. Like, we just kind of follow them as they go, right? Yeah. The only times we ever get, like, um, really, like, uh, explanatory, like, flashbacks, for instance, is just, like, when Pike dodges the bullet and Thornton gets shot, or when Pike dodges the bullet and the, the girl he's with gets shot. Yeah. That's, like, the only real explanatory, like, flashbacks we get, which is, like, okay, but... The movie is exposition light. Very exposition light. All the the exposition in the movie is just to set up the next fight scene. Yeah. And also our main, I guess, antagonist of the movie? Or... Or Do you mean the Federales? Yeah, the Federales, like, the general. The general. He never comes off as threatening to me. Like, I don't think he's a very... He's not a very imposing villain. He's more like a, the blubbering buffoon that just has a lot of power. Yeah. And there's no point in the movie where I think the Wild Bunch couldn't take him. Which, at the end of the movie, well, we but, show they, they can kind of take him. But the thing is, though, is that it's not that they couldn't take him. They couldn't take him and his men. Yeah. And it's it's just an interesting thing, because it really does feel like the the point of contention with this movie, at least for us, is that the characters don't really work you know what i mean i don't think the general is like the most threatening character i think thornton chasing them is an interesting dynamic because he was part of the gang but now he's not and he's doing it because he doesn't want to go to jail but like the whole railroad baron just disappears in the movie after the first act and he seems like another antagonist that's kind of forgotten a pretty decent character but like i wish there was more with thornton Mm -hmm. like he had more impact on the movie because like when the general shows up it's kind of like all about the characters' interactions with him. Yeah. And, like, his, like, looming threat over them. Because he's their way to the fi- their final score to, like, finish the job, right? They yeah. can just leave and, you know, retire, do whatever. But he's also a, you know, dangerous guy, but he's not super threatening. Even his men feel like caricature to a point. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the general, we need to bring this up. Um, 
The Spanish is not subtitled in this movie. That is true. That is true. And we do not know Spanish. Yes, we... So I feel like we missed a lot in this movie. Yeah, um, what is it? We've lived in Southern California, like, our entire lives. Yes. Our Spanish is not even passable. No. I know of... I understood a few words they were talking about, but I couldn't... Could not compose half the lingo. Sometimes you can get the the gist of it. Sometimes you can get the gist of it, but, like, it's really not there. Mm-hmm. Enough to where it can just not be subtitled. Now, it could be on, like an artistic license thing that like Pike doesn't know Spanish. He has to have um, either Dutch or um, Angel Angel like translate for him. But I feel like it doesn't really work that much because there's a lot, like a lot of Spanish in this movie. And, and it's pr- not like order this guy in Spanish. It's like dialogue in Spanish. Yeah. Where your heart, it's harder to get the context when it's just two people sitting down talking to each other. Like, did the general and, like, his cohort just, like, joke about killing them and then, like, laugh it off? Like, oh, no, we're just kidding? Or, like, well, what's going on there? Are there... Is the general more threatening when you know what he's saying in Spanish? It 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 is... It could be, like... Yeah. It's a weird thing about the movie. And I I would argue it is, like, an artistic choice. I would argue that. But, I'd argue it's a poor artistic choice, uh, yeah, that's just me. Uh, you, you, you make a lot of uh, points about that. But it, it's one of these movies that I think there's just a lot of little things about it that keep it off it being a a perfect film, or yeah. a great film, or what whatever you want to call it. it. It's, it's a movie full of holes. Yeah, like like all the holes they punch in those guys at the end. Pew, pew, bang, pew, bang. Pew, 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 bang, bang, bang. Yeah, Wilhelm also, scream, Wilhelm scream. It was kind of weird to have a... Uh, a western movie set in 1913 you know there's yeah. a car and a, a literal machine a lewis gun yeah in this movie i like how you actually know the the real gun without looking it up pretty sure it's a lewis gun <laughs> because those were the water-cooled ones they used in world war one i'm very glad you know that because i thought it's a machine gun because <laughs> that's what they call it in the movie well yeah of course it's a machine gun yeah but like i'm, I'm pretty sure it's a water-cooled like lewis gun because <laughs> that's why it's got that big huge thing over the barrel also, it's weird for these guys being, you know, Western cowboys and they're shooting, like, M1911s. Yeah, they're shooting, they're like, like, clip they're shooting guns. like, browning high powers. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> Which is, like, I get it, it's period accurate for 1913, but it's really just weird to see, like, 10-gallon hats and cowboy boots and you're shooting, like, well, browning. Here's, here's the thing, though, is that um, the the general makes a note of it, or not the general, but the the guy, the German guy, yeah, that's yeah. with the general makes a note of it that those are um, like M1911s, that the, those are like army issue handguns from the U.S. Mm. And you're not supposed to be able to get them unless you're in the army, and that that just implies, oh, these guys have taken on the army and they mm-hmm. got away with it, and it's it's really interesting. Also, that guy, that character is kind of just like weirdly thrown in. The, the the German guy? Well, wasn't that, like, a thing in World War One Or, like, leading up to it, like, the Germans were trying to, like, ally themselves with Mexico? Yeah, well, they were trying to, like, get, get somebody, get allies around in North America to kind of, like, shore up the American... The American front? The American, uh, uh what's it called? The American factor, you know? Yeah. But, like, that, that obviously fell through. But it's just kind of, like, a weird character to have in here. This, like... Also, you did not look very German at all. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I am confident that is not a German actor. <laughs> confident, but it's, it is, it is, it is interesting because we do have this this German guy, and it's like okay, there's levels of power here, 
And and all the and they mentioned the war. Yeah, the war. Like they they know there's an oncoming world war. Is it is it just me or is it very weird? Like when I think of like the death of the West Western, mm -hmm. I'm thinking like just barely turn of the century. Yeah, like eighteen ninety eight stuff like that, right? or like nineteen oh one. You know, stuff like that. I'm not thinking like nineteen thirteen. Like they talk about how like airplanes in this movie. Yeah. Like, granted, these guys are, like, blown away when they see a car. Yeah. But it's it's really weird for this being placed in 1913. Because, I guess, thinking about it, you know, really south, like, deep Texas, north Mexico, you that's still probably the sure. Wild West. Yeah, you could probably, like, this is still probably going on at that time. But it's just such a weird choice. Like, would, do you think it was deliberate for Peckinpah to set it so far? at the end of the west i would think so because that's because is okay, that his stamp is being like this is how you can tell this is revisionist well the other thing is when world war one was 1914 not about 1914 yes and then it ended in 1918 right yes so my thinking is because 1914 hits we go to war huge industrial boom right and after that after like 1918 you know whatever we're in the we're in the 1920s we're in like a new era of of American society. So I'm thinking, yeah, 1913. The, American zeitgeist. Yeah, a whole new American zeitgeist. 1913, it's like last year, right before World War One, before the American zeitgeist changes forever. This probably is not You can only, still kind of get away with the West. Yeah, you can still get away with the West. It probably is a thing where after this moment, the zeitgeist is completely different. But... I think it's it's a good choice. You know, I was a little questioning about it, but I think it's a good choice because it really shows how, like, the, the movie is about the death of the West. You know, mm. it's about the end. You know, it's the end of the Wild Bunch. Although it has kind of a weird, like, continuation at the end, which kind yeah. of takes away from that. Yeah, because you have, like, Sykes and Thornton. Thornton, where Thornton, you know, after he sends his boys off to the the desert to go find Sykes' body, and Sykes kills him, you know, Thornton's like, you know, mind if I, you know, ride off into the sunset with you? And Sykes like, you're more than welcome to, son. They jump on, they ride off into the sunset. And I wonder if it's a thing where, like, though the West is dead, the spirit of it is still out there. I suppose, yeah, that would make sense. That, 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 would that be might like, be too fucking flowery, though. It's a little too flowery, especially for this movie. This movie is not very flowery. Yeah. The only flowers in this movie is when people pushing up daisies. Yeah, yeah. Peckinpah, <laughs> uh, notoriously not about flowers. But it... Is that a thing? I have no idea. I know he was shit-faced <laughs> like, for most of this movie. Was he really? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, so, note on Sam Peckinpah, the director, the auteur himself, a World War II vet, or World War II or Korean War vet. He is a war vet. Saw hard shit. Uh-huh. Hard combat shit. And he medicated, like many people did in the 60s and 70s, by drinking and doing a lot of drugs. And he was kind of a um, pariah in Hollywood for, like, a lot of years. Really? Yeah, he got into a lot of fights with people oh, okay. on it's set. Okay. Yeah. Also, because he was two fisted, you know, war guy, he beat the shit out of a lot of actors. Ah, yeah. And I so see. he was like, you know, the no contact bad guy. And then he kind of made a movie that made a bunch of money. And they're like, all right, we'll bring you in for the Wild Bunch. Which movie was it? Uh, I believe it was something noon. Oh, it was a uh, noon wine. It was a television film. It got like a critically acclaimed and all that stuff, and okay. and then 
he got greenlit to do the Wild Bunch, which the Wild Bunch was adapted from a from a William Goldman play. Or sorry, it was um a response to William Goldman's screenplay for the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which made a shit ton of money. Oh, uh, we get a lot of response movies on this list. Do you feel? Yeah, because what did Spartacus was a response Spartacus to Ben Hur. Yes, this is a response to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Goodfellas is a response to like old gangster flicks, and then you have like Platoon, which is a response to the Vietnam War film, and there's a lot of films that are responding to like cultural zeitgeist, cultural film yeah, things, and but this is more Spartacus, specific. Yeah, Spartacus and this were both responses specifically to another movie. Yeah, and it's a a really interesting response. We haven't seen Butch Casting the Sundance Kids. It's later on on the on the list. Isn't coming it soon. coming up soon? I believe it's coming up soon. I'm not sure if it's in the same... Oh, oh it, it is. It is, and it's going to be in the same 10 as we're doing right now. Oh, how do you... Okay, real real quick, let's get a hot take right here. How do you, how do you feel it's going to line up to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? I've never seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, neither have I. But I would argue Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is probably going to be sweet. Like, I, I've heard nothing but great things about it. Like literally nothing but great things about it. it has it's Paul... also thirty five minutes shorter. Yes, it also has, it Two. also starts Paul Newman and uh, Robert Redford, which are like the triple A S tier actors of like the the sixties into the seventies. They were the Leo and Brad Pitt of their day. Okay, so I'm I'm really excited to see it. But the Wild Bunch, as as it is, where do you want to go with the Wild Bunch? You know, I I do like the movie. I didn't hate it. There was no point I where I disliked it. it. I liked it too, but it was just one of these things where it's kind of like, I'm probably not ever going to come back to the movie. Yeah, this is a movie you probably come back to if you wanted to really deep dive into westerns. Or into action sequences, because the action sequences were done really well. I I would say you could probably study the, sh- the shootout sequences in this to get like inspiration. That's probably why this movie is so ins- influential. Do you want to start cutting it down by scenes? By like, uh, uh, or sequences even? Mm, sure, we'll we'll do that. We'll do that. So the first the, the opening sequence with the uh, bank robbery, right? Yeah, or it's the train yard, train station, right? Or, yeah, it's the train station that's getting robbed. Um, and it's I, real I, slow build up. I feel like that scene was like masterfully done. Mm. Like there was nothing I didn't like about that scene. I I liked how they had the temperance movement showing up and like um it, marching it, through the middle of the shootout and it like set the tone of the film like right away and it's that slow burn build up it takes forever for them to get into the into the train station and once they do it's it's on and you can see how like um both of the groups Thornton's group and Pike's group are both quote unquote wild bunches of guys you know they cuz they're yeah. both really antsy you know they both want to like get into it you know they they want to um, start firing start firing right away you know they they're both um unsure of their leaders in a way mm-hmm. to where they like want to trust their instincts a lot you know yeah and, but the thing is that i think it gets shown more that like pike is able to control his group more than thornton because pike's been with his group longer you know well, pike's, that's his group pike's chosen his men to be in, in his in his group thorns had these men assigned to him and that is kind of interesting, you know, when you get to when you get to pick your players, it's a better team. Mm-hmm. And it's that it's that thing where, you know, they start seeing each other, right? It's real slow at first and it's like, oh wait, there's guys up on the roof. And, and they've been watching the whole time. They're just waiting for an opportunity. And then the temperance movement is like uh, having like a march through the town, like right there. And Pike's like, look, we're gonna throw this guy out and we're gonna use the parade as cover 
to like get to the horses and get out. I'm wondering, does he think that they won't fire into civilians? Probably, because he probably thinks that they're, like, the law, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're not hired by some, like, vigilante bullshit. They're gonna... Which is what they are. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why, as soon as he throws the worker through the window to get started distraction, they just start firing. Yeah, all hell breaks loose. And it is, like, ten minutes of the sickest action in this movie. You it know, is so good. Something we didn't talk about before we started doing this little little breakdown, Peckinpah's use of kids. There's a lot of kids in this. Way more kids than, like basically like any other movie that would be like this like this is such a violent action-filled movie and his use of kids in these shots is i don't know it's a it's a little weird well and then you get to see near the end of the sequence where you have the kids running in and they're like doing bang bang they're like playing like gunfight or whatever yeah and i wonder if it's a commentary on violence and its effects on kids because this is like definitely this is like real world violence like you know kids in war zones or whatever this is like real, real shit they see, and well, they like just saw kids like, in the West. Yeah, like they would grow up around this stuff, you know. Yeah, and I wonder if that's a commentary on you know, like kids being exposed to like real hard fucking violence is traumatic because these kids don't register that this was horrible. They register as that was cool, that was fun. Do you think that Sam Peckinpah, in any way, is like commentating on? violence in movies affecting kids using what well, by the use of kids in this movie i i or do you I think that's a little too he, far along i think he is i really do think he is because again he was a guy who was affected by by witnessing by war, violence yeah. yeah and war and when he made the movie he said he wanted to show people what it was really like to get gunned down that's why when somebody gets shot, you know, you get the they big actually blood. Have the squibs. They actually have the squibs, big blood trails, and, and and it slows down, so you get the full feeling of, oh, this guy just got impacted. And, and how falling. like most of the characters, most of the characters that we follow, don't really care about like the dead bodies or anything like that. They're they're hardened people. Keep moving, you know, keep moving to survive. That's the modus operandi for the wild bunch. While um, everywhere they go, the people that are actually there that are actually being affected. They care. They care a lot, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, the Wild Bunch, they keep moving forward, right? And the only time they move back, like, they take a step back to, for whatever, that's the only time they die. Yes. It's one of these things where, you know, they're the hardened, you know, uh, badass, if they keep moving forward, they don't notice the, the destruction around them, and then they go back, and then, you know, they well, fall it, on their the own whole destruction. Thing. They're Rolling Stone. Yeah, and Rolling Stone's guy, no boss, and that's what these guys are. It's, the opening sequence really, really tells a lot of this movie's story. And it's, it lays a lot of the theme work on here. And then as the movie progresses, um, we have them and they, you know, escape into the, into the prairie. And they escape into the prairie, because that happens a lot. And, uh, you know... They still are escaping they, into the prairie. There's, there's a little bit of character development while they're escaping into the prairie. I'm pretty sure that's when we get, um... The flashbacks. The, the no, we don't, we don't get the flashbacks then we get those later like way later in the movie do we get them that much later way later i thought we got the first one no really close fuck me all like, right we, I, we get that one way the fuck later i think when they're in like the in the camp by oh, we're, Verde. In the, oh we're in the village yeah okay at this point i think this is when we get them like camped out in the prairie and we mm. have the conversation between like um pike and um dutch, dutch. and the, like kind of builds pike's character a little bit but then it's mostly like, you know, a chase sequence, kind of, where they're just kind of trailing each other across the Grand Open. And you have one of the Wild Bunch members 
who you know falls off his horse and he's like you know i can keep riding i just can't see oh right and then I he's like this. nah pike i can't see end it and a pike just like shoots him before mm-hmm. he can even finish the sentence and in that moment it's you know shows another thing of pike's character he's hard and he's willing to do whatever it'll take to survive but he won't kill kill a man until he knows he's done right he won't kill one of he won't leave one of his own men to die he'll like kill him but he did though he left um who was it 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 was was sykes Sykes grandson grandson. he left sykes grandson at the train station yeah do do you think he kind of wanted to though he like did. Sykes grandson was kind of an asshole. He did. He definitely wanted to leave him there, and Sykes grandson was also not smart enough to know when to leave. Yeah, I feel he probably could have gotten away after the, after oh, you know, a, a lot of lot of bloodshed. Definitely could have gotten away, but he's just not the brightest. You know, resilient though. He got shot like four times and still killed like three dudes. True, true. Which did kind of like have some foreshadowing in this movie to where you know you got to make sure you. You really put him down in this movie. Yeah. Like, at the, in the end fight scene, you know, the, the Wild Punch gets pumped full of holes and they're still shooting until the very end. They they, they don't stop until the, the clip's empty. And then, um, after that, you know, the Prairie, and there's some character involvement between Dutch and Pike, and, you know, the, the friend dies. Uh, after they meet up with Sykes, firstly. They, yeah, they meet up with Sykes. They, you know, dress down. They're, they're back in normal Wild Bunch attire, right? And then they escape to Mexico, to, I believe, Angel's Village? Yeah. Like, Angel's, like, home village in Mexico. And there we get to see the Wild Bunch in, like, a natural habitat. You know, they're consorting with the with the villagers, you know. Uh, the two brothers are going off to chase some tail. Thornton and... Or, or, sorry, not Thornton. Pike and Dutch are, like, drinking their asses off, and Angel is looking for his... His wife, who left well, for not that his hole. wife. Not his wife. He's looking for Teresa, who is like this this woman he's been pining over forever, type of thing. Yeah, who who left him for the general. Mm-hmm. For the same general who who killed his father, who killed Angel's father. Ah, Lasai. And, uh, yeah. And then these guys have the, the idea. And I, I guess Angel is like, you know, I want to go kill the general. You know, I want to get revenge for what he did to my people. And the Wild Bunch, led by Pike... Is like, well, we could go to Mexico, you know. He's like, like Thornton won't follow us. Thornton won't follow us. We can definitely disappear down there, but we're gonna be, we're gonna be out of money because all the money they robbed from the train station, they Turned saw it coming. To so not be money. Yeah, it's all like metal washers. They're they're worth fucking nothing. So they're like, if we go to Mexico, we can find we can find a way. And they find a way once they get down to Mexico. I believe that's when they first interact with the general, right? Yeah. And they interact with the general, and the general's like, you guys don't seem to like the American army? We don't like them? Maybe you can steal well, some guns. Th- this is, like, they show up, right, to where the general's at in uh, Agua Verde, right? And the first, like, interaction they have between each other is that Angel, like, sees Teresa with, um, with the general... And just guns her down. He's like, this cheating bitch. I think he yells puta at her. He does. I don't know a lot of Spanish, but I know that word. <laughs> and it's just such a, a crazy sequence to show, like, these these people, like... Like, Angel's the only one that, like, care cares about, like, other people. Yeah. That are, like, not within his little group, right? Yeah, well, he's, he still has connection to, like, his people, his village, his home, his family, all that stuff. Yeah, he has real connections to, to Mexico and the struggle that's going on there at the time. 
and like the rest of the people there hardly care about Teresa and her death. Like even the general who is like apparently banging her is like, eh, well, whatever, you know. I got a dozen of those. Well, yeah, whatever. Pussy wasn't that good. He was more concerned, like, why'd you try to kill me? And as soon, as soon as Angel's like, no, I tried to kill the bitch. And he was like, oh, okay, oh, okay. don't even, wor- don't uh-huh. even worry about it. Uh, they all started g- giggling. Also, what is, what is the the whole significance of, like, those, like, laughing scenes that, like, they have it throughout the movie? It happens all the time. I have no idea. And they reference it at the very end of the movie I by, like, overlaying a, them. I wonder if it's a thing where it's, like, the, just the desensitization of violence. Probably. Is, is that what that is? It's gotta be. Because, like, you know, there's a dead woman bleeding out, probably actual dead, and they're just laughing about it. It's like, ah, you know, happens all the time. But, yeah, and then, you know, they get wrapped up with the general, and the general sells them on the train robbery. And they're like, eh, fucking ten grand in solid gold? We fuck with that, right? They're like, yeah, we'll do it. And then, you know, they have, like, the, the argument, or they, they have, like, a celebration, basically, and they're arguing with, like, Angel about, like, the, the robbery. And Angel's like, well, I won't go. I can't do it. You know, I won't help the general. And they agree to, like, with Angel to be like, well, you help us do the robbery and we'll let you give one of the cases of guns to, like, your people. Right? So they can defend themselves against the general. You know, and everybody will be, like, squared away. We'll, we'll all get our share. Except for you, obviously, you won't get a share. Because you're you're selling the guns off to your people. But... Everybody else will get their their share of the the ten thousand gold, and Angel agrees, and like they're kind of set after that. Yeah, and then we like oh, flash back to Thornton. Well, oh no, go well, ahead. Before I do that, so you know the I I know this trivia, and it's just like really funny to me. So you know the sequence where the two brothers are they got the three um, women, and they're like swimming around in the giant wine vat and doing all that that shit. Yeah, those women. Mm-hmm. are actually prostitutes from the local whorehouse uh, near filming. <laughs> How do you know this? It, it's a piece of trivia that um, was continually repeated by all the actors, and Sam Peckinpah himself was like, they were cheaper than getting extras, and I could ask them to do way more than a normal actress would. Goodness. Yes, yeah, so those were actually uh, Mexican I, prostitutes. I guess the benefits of shooting in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Goodness. Uh, so, uh, more you know. Uh, That's some guerrilla filmmaking right Damn there. right. Damn right. This movie, this movie had a $6 million budget. I'm convinced 90% of it was on cocaine. So <laughs> so they they move on. Um, well, it flashes Thorn. back to Thornton, who we, is... We should know that Thornton does appear like being flashed back on the chase a bunch of times throughout this, right? Yeah, yeah. It's cut between the two of them a lot. Because it's... I'm not sure if it, I would really say, like, who's... Like, I guess Pike's supposed to be the main character. But I, I feel like the audience is supposed to be more, like, with Thornton on I, the chase. I don't think so. It I feel like, like, Pike is our protagonist. He's the one who is pushing the story forward. He's the one who, he has agency, you know. Whereas Thornton is the antagonist set against him. It's just Thornton's in this weird position where he's a guy of principles surrounded by people that don't. And he's also given way less screen time. Yeah, true. He's given way less screen time, but I think I think he's supposed to be like the the like good guy type character, he, right? He is. Well, he's the, he was the former bad guy that is now forced to be the good guy. Yeah, you know by punishment. Also, I get tons of Red Dead vibes from this. The one character's named Dutch. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like the Red Dead Redemption probably stole a lot from this movie. It stole a lot from this movie. <laughs> Randy says the greatest western of all time, Red Dead Redemption Two, and I'm like. 
Wild Bunch did it first. It's really fucking good, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> On a complete tangent side note, Red Dead Redemption 2 probably... Probably actually the best Western. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, we gotta wait, dude. We got a lot of Westerns on we this We got list. a lot of, okay, yeah. Sh- true, true, true. Uh, but yeah, so, um, at, we, we flash back to Thornton, got, keeps telling the, the guys, like, I need better men. These guys are not gonna fucking cut it, because they're a bunch of fucking retards. And then, and then the, the railroad guy is like, you know, he, he's basically telling Thornton there's no way they're gonna come after, like, this shipment of guns, like, it's not gonna happen, but you go ahead and. You do it anyway. You've got 24 days to catch um, Pike or else you're going back in the slammer. And he's like, yeah, I got it. And then it's the train station sequel. Or the train, train robbery. Train robbery. And it's so good. It's really good. It's so good. Really well set, set up. Because it, it starts and it's like dead. It's the quietest the film has been in the entire runtime. And it's every every sound is like over exaggerated when they're going in. When Angel's unhooking the train car, and it sounds like a sledgehammer, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Is, is that when the shooting's gonna start? But they manage to get away, and it's going through, and then Thorne's like, oh, fuck, get the, get the horses, and he leaves the He the leaves army the army bo- people there in the train? Yeah, he leaves the army people there, because most of them are made up of, like, 14-year-old boys, and he's like, nah, these are men we're hunting down, and I need men to catch them. So he, he says that line in the movie, and it's kind of like... Man, I want some whiskey and a smoke after that. God damn. Put some hair on your chest. Put some hair on my chest. But, you know, they're they're chasing them, and it turns into this huge gun battle at the bridge. And the Wild Bunch, that's how you know they're good, because they set up the bridge to explode. You know, they, they had the contingency plan in case shit went tits up. And they light the fucking bridge, and it explodes, and, and it's so fucking whole, cool. And then and there's, like, the tense sequence where, like, the bridge kind of, like, collapses in one part under the wagon, and they have to, like... Pull the wagon up out of the, the hole. As the fuse is as going, the fuse is, already is going. it going to explode? And this is the kind of movie where I'm like, the, fuse, the bridge and, might explode with them on and, it. And, yeah, and Thornton, uh, Thornton's crew, or whatever, the, the like bounty hunters, uh, are being chased by the army, because the, the army captain, who was like asleep at the time, thinks that they're the ones that stole the stuff, and so now there's a shootout between them and the army, and between Pike's crew. yeah. And it's this huge, like, three-way shootout, and there's just gunfire, and boom! Bridge goes up, Thorn's crew goes into the river, it looks cool as fuck. It's, it's, pr- it's a pretty cool pressure cooker of a scene. Yeah. Wait, that's like, the, that's like the thing about the movie. All the action sequences are just these pressure cookers of good stuff. Well, that one's really good, like, to describe that way, because it's like, it's building, 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 and then the bridge blows up. Like, it It, it literally pops, yeah. And after that, you know, the the Wild Bunch gets away and they're like, ah, we made it. You know, Thorn ain't going to be able to catch up to us until he gets his ass out of the river about five miles down. Army ain't going to be able to cross that bridge because they're going to need orders to, to even get across the border. We're home free and they're, you know, getting ready to the do their thing. The only thing they have to worry about is, like, the, the general, right? Yeah. With Mapache. As, lo- as long as they could square the deal away with the general, they're golden. And... Then it, we have one of the weirdest cuts in all of cinema. Yeah, it's so can we, weird. Can we talk about this. So, so they're basically they're they're throwing around like their booze, right? You know, and like being like, you know, we've made it. You know, all the, the only thing we have to deal with is Mapache. And then it cuts to like um this train with like this girl singing on the train. Like yeah, like a, like a like a party song or some shit. Yeah. And then it, it cuts, cuts immediately to this massive line of like artillery fire over the prairie. 
Yeah, artillery fire over prairie between, like, two armies. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Randy straight up thought the disc skipped. Straight up thought we just well, missed a scene. Here's the thing, though. The disc was skipping beforehand. Yeah, okay. The scene right before where they're over the bridge. It, we probably lost, well, like... No, no, no. Where, where they're, like, drinking. Like, it's at, it's post-bridge. Yeah, it's post-bridge. And they're, like, passing the ball around. The scene skipped. We might have lost, like, 30 seconds of the movie. But it was them passing around and talking shit to each other. Or not even talking shit. They were just keeping booze away from one of them playing keep away with a bottle of whiskey. So, yeah. didn't lose that much story. But yeah, it's such a weird cut because it goes to, it's this really close shot of, you know, oh, a party procession and it cuts real wide and then we get the context of what's going on and we don't realize that it's the same sequence until the camera cranes way down to the train and then it cuts back in and then we see, oh, it's like a celebration thing of the general's triumphant defense of the place he's about to fucking lose and then we get the insanity of the general because he's just standing there oh, with so gunfire all around him. Just big chilling. This is such a weird sequence in the movie because there's like artillery fire. It, it's like it's like a, a like a fight battle scene from like a military movie. Yeah. Like legit. Like, you know, this is in fucking Band of Brothers or some shit. Or like in, I say in Private Ryan, you know, there's artillery fire and, you know, there's horses everywhere. There's gunfire going off all over the place. People fucking the place. dying. There's, like, hundreds of extras. Yeah, and it's fucking huge. And it's all in this train train uh, station. And the general is just, like, looking over his binoculars. He's like, he's totally not schlocked cool. about everything. This is cool. You know, when I came to your village... To me, it was Tuesday. That's the fucking general in yeah, this scene. Yeah, he's so nonchalant about everything. And so there's this huge battle going on. He's losing the battle because he's not the one with the artillery. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good key to warfare. 100%. And um, what happens is, like, he gets, like, a, a message saying, like, oh, the, the gringos have, like, the weapons and the cargo, you know. And he's like, okay, you know, time to pack up and leave, you know. To go get, like, our weapons and whatnot. Because, like, basically, like, they they, they uh, weren't able to defend the train yard because they didn't have the weapons. They didn't have the guns. And, um, I'm not, I'm just gonna point it out. They would have lost the train station anyway because don't have artillery. Don't have artillery. Artillery's really good. Such a weird sequence. It only lasts, like, I don't know, like, three, four minutes. Yeah. And, and it must have cost a shitload to shoot. Probably an insane amount of money. And... They, so they manage to retreat, and the Wild Bunch sets out the plan, and Pike rolls in, and he's like, you know, they're like, where, where's the rest of you? Where are the guns? And he's like, you're gonna get them in parts. No, no, in before, parts. before is when they first, they meet up with, uh, the general, like, sends people to go That's meet right, he, they, he sends his, uh, lackeys. Yeah, he sends his, his like, second-in-command, his, uh, quote-unquote accountant, oh, yeah. to go meet with Pike. Right, to go get the guns. But Pike, he knows. He's, he's a smart man. He's a smart man. So he rigs the whole car, the wagon, with, like, explosives, right? Because the the um, the um general gave him explosives to use to blow up the bridge to, like, get the guns in the first place. So mm -hmm. he's got extras laying around. So he rigs the cart up with explosives, and then when um the general's men ambush them in, like, this valley, in the, this really cool like um valley like this yeah it's it's, it's like kind of like plateaus. a canyon yeah thing it's like going a canyon on. it's like the this like two plateaus like uh, encircling this little area it's a really really cool place that they shot at i wonder where it is actually i would think it's either in i think it's in mexico a the lot vistas, of the, the vistas in this movie are really good yeah like they really use their environment to their benefit 
This movie is probably shot in like southern Texas or, or Mexico, something like that. Definitely. Because it, it's really pretty. And that in, environmental scene is really good because it's just so striking to see like all these extras lined up on top of the plateau, guns drawn. You know, they're up in the fucking rock faces. And, and I'm like, like, how the fuck do you climb up there? There's like a hundred people behind the accountant guy. Yeah, and they're all on horseback and they're just like, all right, man, you're going to give us the fucking shit. And Pike's like, I'll blow us all to fucking kingdom come because I got enough dynamite and ammunition in here to blow this canyon to God. And the, the accountant kind of doesn't believe him. Um, they reveal, like, the machine gun at this point, right? It's Pike's men, they had found the machine gun in with the rifles. And they, like, rip the, the like, um, cloth that's covering it off. And one of the one of the general's men gets, like, nervous and shoots the cart. And then um, Pike lights, Pike the, lights fuse. The, the fuse. Although these are, like, actual fuses. So, like, they, they, they're going to take a little while to burn. <laughs> I, I like how he lights it and then he just stares down the accountant. He where does. where the account is just like I'm gonna please, put it please, out no, please 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 put it out I, I, please cut the wire or please cut the fuse <laughs> you cut then you know cuts the fuse and they myrtleize the shit out of the guy that shot the cart and he just like falls and a Wilhelm scream cue <laughs> and then they're like all right all right we'll we'll do whatever the fuck you say Pike and that's when he comes in with the whole we're gonna give it to you in parts and you're gonna pay us in parts. Because there's no fucking way we're all going to be here at the same time with all the fucking guns at the same time so you can rail us. And? And the general goes, I trust this man. Okay, give him the money. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I should trust him, but I trust him. He's got a good haircut. And, you know, it goes off without a hitch until I, I think the end. because the general understands where Pike's coming from. He understands what's happening. He's like, okay. He understands deception. He knows how this works. Okay. The general probably was actually just going to kill the fuck out of him if they showed up all at once. That was probably going to happen. And then uh, Angel ends up showing up in the last batch. Yep. And after they paid uh, Dutch both shares, doesn't give any to Angel. They're like, hey, how many cases did you guys pick? Dutch says we, you know, the job was for 16, but we lost one on the trail. Oh, that's interesting because the bitch's mom that that guy shot told us he stole one. So we're going to keep him. And Dutch is like, he's a thief. Gotta do what you gotta do. Dutch just wants to get out of there. Dutch knows he's going to get fucked if he tries to stop. And then Angel gets fucked. Well, he gets, like, dragged behind the, the car, basically. Yeah, and gets, That's like, the shit later. kicked out of him and all that. But, you know, the guys go back, or Dutch goes back and tells all the guys, and then they're planning what the fuck to do. That's as, when as, Thornton catches up. Well, as they're planning what to do, um, Sykes shows up with, like, the horses from the wagon, you know, with, like, um, the rest of the horses. And that's when they get ambushed by Thornton. Yeah, and Thornton manages to, to wound um, Sykes, and Sykes manages to get up into the hills. And Pike's like, look, we can't go down to get him. Like, we're going to get... He's a goner. He's a goner. Like, uh, like we can't get into a gunfight in the fucking prairie right now. They're way the fuck out there. Sykes, he's already in the mountains. Like, even if we go down there, we ain't going to be able to fucking find him. So we got to... We're going to bury our gold. We're going to take one bat, one portion of it to pay our way, and we're going to go back to, to, the general. to the general, try and get Angel, lay low, and just wait for Thornton to, to come to the general's thing, and then we'll kill him there. Because they, they want numbers game, right? Yeah, and Thornton is kind of driven enough at this point to where he will he will go and find Pike no matter what. Yeah. Because before, when he when Pike goes to Agua Verde the first time, he doesn't follow him. He, yeah. He's like, no, we, we gotta wait for him to come back. 
But now, Pi- uh, now um, Thornton is like, no, we will follow him no matter where he goes. Now Thornton's like, we're too committed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm too far into Mexico to let him go away this this easy. And they go back, and then that's when they see what happens to, to Angel. And Angel is, like, in a bad way. He's fucked up. Super fucked up. And Pike's like, we gotta, we gotta get him out of here. Like, General, like, can I buy Angel from you? And he's like, we don't sell thieves. We well, keep thieves. He's like, you know, what do I need your gold for? And he's, you know, I'm not selling him. You know, he's not for sale. And then, you know, he General's like, well, enjoy the everything else, you know, and enjoy the women, the booze. Just have a merry old time. You're welcome to stay as long as you want. And then we have... Basically, it, like the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's a it's a really interesting scene because it's right before you know Pike wakes up, you know, after having a night with one of the one of the, the girls, and it's the thing where he sees a kid, you know, crying, and you know, and in that moment, I think he sees the life he could have had right there. He's like, you know, I could have been with you know been with a woman, I could have had kids, I could have been just just that guy. I could I could have just not done this, but I'm not that guy. I'm one of the wild bunch. And he gets up and he gets the two fucking lackeys, gets Dutch, and that I love this. You know, the the thing where it's like the guys they pull the guns off the horses and they walk in the line at the camera. Oh yeah. That shit right there. Oh yeah, it's so good. You know, that shit is <laughs> chef's kiss. Because those guys look like bad motherfuckers when they're walking. And then like, you know, the whole camp as they like look at them. Because like, um, it's not uncommon for the characters to be like walking around one of these camps with like their guns, right? But this, they have their long guns. Yeah. They're not just, like, pistols. It's, like, also, I love, like, the practical, what like, weaponry they're using. Because, like, when Ernest Borgnine throws that fucking, like, 12-gauge shotgun over his shoulder, like, you can tell that thing's got weight. Yeah. Like, all the guns that they're holding, I'm, like, you can just feel the weight of the weaponry they're using. Like, how they're walking. And everything, every step they're, they like take. holding it, them and everything. Yeah, every step they take is just, like, there's so much weight to this. And it As really, they walk I, back into the camp. Yeah, and it just adds so much to that buildup. All that tension to that buildup. And you just know what's going to happen. It's, it's the pressure cooker. It's going to build, and then it's going to explode. And I just love how drawn out it is. And we get to see from their perspective as they're walking through the village. And we get to see, like, everybody looking at them. And then they finally get there. And they finally see Angel and the General and all, all the General's, you know, men, right? And the General's like, what do you want? And they're like, Angel. And then he picks up Angel and he slits his throat. And then they just unload. And it is Kino. And then, yeah, it's a huge battle sequence that is basically like the capstone of the movie. Yeah, it is an insanely impressive um, gunfight, insanely impressive stunt work. Um, all the effects are on point. The tension is great. It's shot wonderfully. It's so fast, so frenetic, so hard. Oh, you know. Real gritty. We we make a, a, a comeback to the whole thing about like the, the, the children in the movie. Mm-hmm. The person that ends up taking Pike out, a kid yeah. with a rifle. Little kid too, like had a couldn't be more than ten, maybe eight, nine, and that's that's kind of interesting, you know. Beginning, we have only grown men fighting and shooting and firing and all this stuff. We just have kids as observers, and at the end of the movie, now children are the participants in in this violence, and that's that's actually a really that's a really interesting thematic element of the film, you know, and. Man, that, that ending sequence does get really good. It's really good. We also have another interesting thing where where we have we show Pike 
when he goes into one of the rooms and there's a woman there like hiding in a corner and he shoots the guy that's in there with her and then he like turns his back you know he's not gonna shoot an unarmed woman right and that's like a moment where i was like all right this guy's a bad guy he kills all these people but he doesn't shoot no women no children no women no children you know the stereotypical thing yeah the stereotypical but he's, thing but it's like a thing where he's like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hurt you you know i'm not i'm not it i'm not interested right i'm not here for wanton destruction and then she fires on him and then he shoots her and he does not hesitate does not hesitate at all it's and it's an interesting insight into his character. Even in that moment, even this far into the movie, it's like the guy, even though he's, you know, a scoundrel, he's got, he's got principles. He's got some semblance of morals. You know, he does come back for Angel. Throughout the movie, he's like, you know, I don't care, you know, about anybody, any country, anyone except, you know, us, right? And when he goes back for Angel, it's like, money where your mouth is. That's, that's what he puts up with. And it's such a good sequence. And it's so well done. And it's so fucking loud. And so many Wilhelm screams. I think, I think the movie's pretty good. You're, it's pretty good. You're now rounding out. The movie's actually pretty decent. It's pretty decent. It's it's good. It's pretty decent. Like, it's probably, it's definitely gonna, gonna go lower on the list, though. <laughs> you, you still can't take it off? Well, I'm not gonna take it off. Because it's my first Western, right? Yeah. Maybe once we get two or three Westerns deep... Then I'll be like, okay, we don't need the Wild Bunch anymore, you know. I'll be like, no, we we don't need that. Yeah. But as it stands, you know, it's the only Western here, so I got I got to keep it on here. This is the America American Film Institute. America's list. got a lot of westerns. Yeah, we we need the westerns. Yeah. So I guess that gets us to the AFI question. This this movie, you know, it's at number uh, seventy nine on the list uh, that I have it currently. So where where's it go up, down, over, out? It's got to go down, not out. Down, but not out. Down, but not out. I can see that. It's one of those things where the the movie, as we're explaining it, is like, oh, it's a really exciting, like, cool movie. But as you're watching, watching it, it... Different experience. Different experience. It's pretty slow. I legit think you could turn 20 minutes off of it and be fine. There's basically, like, there. there's three big like, set, pieces. set pieces in this movie. There's the opening sequence, the train robbery and bridge scene. And then the um, end sequence. That's about it. Yeah. And, it you know, everything in, in the middle, it's not bad. It's just a little slow, and that's about it. And it kind of is, you know, the American epic storytelling thing where it's a little bit slower paced. It's trying to get you involved in the world and the, and the characters and all that. But it's a little, you know, it, the only, the only fine. The only, like, character that, that seems to have, like, really, like, enough development to like really like chew into it's just it, it's only pike really yeah pike and angel pretty much you know but that's neither here nor there i i like the movie overall i oh, I, I would recommend it you know i still I would guess recommend if you're a fan it. of westerns or if you really like action movies yeah i'd recommend them yeah if you really like action movies you definitely should watch the three sequences we mentioned yes all right definitely you would dig them Michael Bay has taken notes. <laughs> All you need to do is like watch the opening sequence of this movie, and then you'll know whether or not you you're gonna like this movie. True, true. I um, think uh, yeah. you know we may have not given the movie enough credit where like the themes and like the commentary it's doing. I mean, we did we did mention there are themes, there are commentary going. Yeah, on. Yeah, but I'm not sure if we like really like gave it enough credit, you know, because we we don't know like really like what Peck and Pa was going for. Like I could we could probably figure it out. Mm-hmm. But like I I don't know for sure. Like, you know, is he commenting on movies effect on children or just violence's effect on children, right? Or even violence's effect on people. On people in general. 
you know, and it's 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 a really interesting film because it also has commentating on the West, how like time moves on, oncoming war, because you know it's it's sixty nine, mm-hmm. Vietnam's a thing. Yes, probably commentating on that. You know, kids seeing war footage on television, how oh, it affects true. them. Very very true. You I know, about that. the whole movie is com- is like this is the world right before war, leading up, and it's still a violent thing even before war. You know, is he commentating? It's like, yeah, you know, we were a violent culture, and then Vietnam happened, and it just gave us an outlet for our violence. You know, it's there's a lot of things you can read into it, especially with the zeitgeist, especially with the director himself and his own experiences and how it how it plays also, into the film. Also, shown the incompetence of the army. Yeah, it does. You know, you recruit a bunch of young kids and tell them to go be, you know, soldiers. Not all of them are going to be soldier men. But yeah, so... Overall, I I say this is a good movie. It's good, pretty damn good movie. I wouldn't say it's pretty damn good. It's Pre- good. pretty good. It's pretty good. good. It's good right. enough to be on the list, so I guess I'd say something. All right, but next week we have a movie that is definitely good enough to be on the list because it's a Charlie Chaplin movie. It's gonna be Modern Times. It's gonna be my first Charlie Chaplin movie, wow. and, and it's a silent film. It's the second silent film on the list. It's well, this gonna one's gonna be, cool. be silent, silent, right? Silent, silent, yeah. I believe so. I think I think there is a score connected to it because I think Charlie Chaplin made sure all of his films had a score connected to them. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna see. I'm really excited. It's gonna be more silent than Sunrise. More <laughs> silent than Sunrise. Yes. Uh, but yeah, comedy. Everybody says Chaplin films age marvelously. He's one of the few guys from the silent era where you can still buy his shit. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna be coming out next week. Uh, and if you wanted to keep up with that, you can go to our YouTube channel in the frame. That's in the frame on YouTube where all of our podcast episodes are uploaded. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcast, anywhere you get your podcast. And uh, Randy, any last words? I guess they really were a wild bunch. I guess I heard you were a wild bunch. Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you have to keep that in because it was so bad. Yeah, I, I, I might. I might. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Have a beautiful time. All right, everybody. Have yourself a good week. <laughs>